Hey, winers, it's me, P. Welcome back to Adultish Wines, a sorta adultish podcast, a safe place to whine about all the things, no matter how big or small, we're whining about everything here. Family, friends, dating, mental health, trauma. Want to share your wines of the week? Send them into info at adultishwines.com or slide in the Insta DMs at adultishwines. New episode every Thirsty Thursday, and if you know what's good for you, go ahead and make sure you subscribe to wherever you're listening so you get notified of new episodes. Hey, whiners. Happy Thirsty Thursday. Happy Halloween week. Halloween was just over. If you're a psychopath, your Christmas decor is already up. If you're a normal human, you're you're keeping some of your Halloween decor, switching it into Thanksgiving. Um, that's where I would land, but I don't really decorate for anything other than Christmas yet just because like I don't want to get all that decor and it's a lot my apartment's small sometimes it looks a little too trinkety no offense like if you're one of those jolly psychopaths like good on ya but not for me good for her not for me um Halloween recap I'm officially old I literally did nothing over the weekend um didn't dress up hoish didn't go out to bars Honestly, it just gave me a little bit of anxiety. I've never been a big Halloween gal, though. Ooh, a Halloween ghoul. <laughs> um, yeah, and just like the lines at bars, like, doesn't that just sound terrible? Like, don't you want to just be comfy in your clothes at home? I'm officially old. I did go trick-or-treating with my friend and her kids in their neighborhood, and that was fun. And yeah, I bought an overpriced family-friendly ghost costume that some people thought I was a pumpkin. Yeah, sure. That happened. I uh, didn't get any candy. I was extremely overly stimulated seeing all these kids run from door to door into the street, fall into the street, go on without their parents. It was it was just a lot. And I just think I'm better off at home. Also, we're on like major fentanyl watch. You know what I mean? So it's like better just throw those candies away and just replace with candies that you yourself bought at the store. I think it's a great idea. Besides that, my week one was pretty low key. I did have a chance to go listen in on a podcast recording, which was super fun. Um, so my trainer at Journey Fit Gym has a podcast with three of his friends. One is his brother and two friends, I think. It's called the Poor Horseman Podcast. Get it? Poor Horseman, a little play on the four horsemen. Um, and it was super, super fun. First of all, he was late. So I got there and his homies were like, who are you? What are you doing? Actually, no, they were very friendly, but they were confused as to why I was walking in their studio. Um, anyway, I told them and they were all super lovely and welcoming, but it was hilarious. I've never been like a guest to a recording and you know how loud my cackle is. Like I'm obnoxious. They were so funny. They're talking about like current events and things that are just happening along like their weekends as well. They were all so funny. I was having the hardest time not laughing. And then also I was having a hard time not wanting to give input on things that they were talking about. I was like, a few different times I had to like really like actually put my hand over my mouth. But it was really cool to see their setup. And maybe one day when I'm a big, bad podcaster, I can have a little studio myself or rent um, from a studio like they're doing. And they had cameras and they had a producer there and a photographer. And it just made me so horny to think about the future for myself. Very important piece of news to bring up. The Astros, the Houston Astros are in the World Series. Do I necessarily care? No, but I'm telling you, these Houstonians, is that what you call us? I mean, I'm a Houstonian. I live here now, but like these Astro fans, like don't even bring up the word Dodgers. 
if the Astros did bad, don't ask what the score was. Like, they're very serious about their baseball. So what I'm saying is I've basically had to convert. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've always been a bandwagon fan anyway. Proud of it, too. I, of course, liked the Dodgers and the Lakers because I lived in L.A. and it's fun to go to sporting events in person and have a team to root for. But like, do I genuinely have a stake in the game? Do I lose sleep at night when something bad happens? Not a chance. Not a chance. So good luck to the Astros. They are playing. um, Who are they playing? Oh, Lord, have mercy. See, this is why I can't even be a fan. The Philadelphia. They're playing the Phillies. I don't know their name. Okay. Can I get a pass? I know they're playing the Phillies. And I know the Phillies have won two games and Astros have won one. And so people are stressed. People are upset. Um, you know what also I'm a bandwagoner about? Like band tees. If I'm wearing band tees or a sports tee, don't ask me about the sport. Don't ask me about the music. Don't ask me about the song. Don't ask me how many games the sports person, the sports team has won. I'm just wearing it because I like the actual shirt. Like, get off my jock. So I did buy an Astro shirt. I bought a 2X. I made it a little funky, like a little shirt dress. Um, I was going to wear it with bike shorts. Maybe next season if I go to a game and buy an overpriced beer and a hot dog and all that shit. So, yeah, pretty excited. Uh, Don't come for me, Dodger fans. And actually, if I were to pick a sports team or a baseball team, it would be the Mariners. I did grow up in, in Washington watching the Mariners every night they played with my grandparents. So I do genuinely enjoy watching baseball. It's just like, I'm not like a big fan. You know what I mean? Again, don't lose sleep over it. Don't care too much. Like I'm interested in it, but not a diehard. Let's recap a little bit of the dumpster fire news that's happening in the world. I don't think I've talked about Kanye's antics uh, as of as of late, but he's a whole mess. He's a whole dumpster fire. I like feel bad for him, but I also am confused by him and hate him. Also, I just don't understand what's going on. But the reason why I'm bringing him up is because I just saw in the news today that the term white lives matter was just trademarked by these two gentlemen, these two black gentlemen, because they basically didn't want that, those words to land in the hands of someone who was going to use them in a harmful way. And I swear to God, I was just crying up a storm. I think I'm going to start my period, but I saw that news. So basically they, I forget the name of their podcast, but a listener of their podcast had the foresight to, to do this. So they went ahead and trademarked it. The fan went ahead and contacted the podcast duo and was like, hey, I think you guys would have, you know, I, I trust you both to have this name and, and and whatnot. And I trust you both to do the right thing with it or basically just safe keep it and not let anyone use White Lives Matter. And they did. So they transferred the trademark over to these two men. And all I could say is fucking touche. Fucking mic drop. Like, talk about... Talk about working smarter, not harder. Talk about causing direct effect and change. Talk about putting your money where your mouth is. Holy fucking shit. What a brilliant idea. So now at this point, um, I heard or I read that it's illegal for somebody to use White Lives Matter on any like merchandise or anything like that in the United States of America. So if people do use it, 
obviously they're going to get sued and it's to deter people from using it because it's a psychotic thing to say. You're just missing the actual point and you're a dick. On a complete but not separate side note, do we think Kanye and Candace Owens are dating? I do feel like they're like meant for each other, but also don't want either of them to live a happy life at this point. I'm not saying I'm canceling them. I don't cancel people typically, but uh, I don't own anything Yeezy anyway. So, I mean, I don't know. It just is what it is. Quick question, whiners. Do you like wine? Do you like convenience? I thought so. If you haven't tried just enough wines yet, you're doing it wrong, sweetie. <laughs> Seriously, I'm telling you, I tried Can Wine before and was just kind of meh about it. Like it was just convenient. It happened to be at a beach party and it was there. And I was like, all right, fine. It's fine. It's drinkable for sure. But I actually really genuinely like this wine. I personally love the rosé bubbles and the Pinot Noir. Um, the cans are so cute and sexy, not like a clunky beer can. I love the way that it looks on my bar cart. Also, it comes in this really aesthetically pleasing six pack. If you wanted to send it for like a housewarming gift or a bridal shower gift, I think it's super cute that way. You can throw it in your bag and don't even worry about remembering a wine key, which is amazing because mine always gets stolen at TSA. That's relatable. I know it. Seriously, try it. You will not regret it. I promise. Go to justenfwines.com and use code ADULTISH15 to get money off your first order. A-D-U-L-T-I-S-H-15. Another dumpster fire news alert. There is a new newly surfaced recording of a 10-year-old girl calling 911 from the Uvalde school shooting. Holy shit. If I did not start hysterically crying after I heard it, why do I let myself listen to these things? I don't know. I, I, I can't even explain to you the feeling in your body when you listen to this recording. Obviously, don't listen to it if you can't, but it was so sad, so scary, so confusing. And it just is bringing light to the fact that we're still confused as to why the, all of those police officers were standing outside of the room and not entering when it's proven on video and everything that they did know what was happening in room 112. So anyway, um, the thing that the little girl said that really sent me over the edge was the dispatcher was telling the girl to tell her classmates to be quiet. And she was like, I am, I'm telling my something around the lines of I am, I'm telling them to be quiet. I know how to handle these situations. My dad taught me when I was a little girl. Holy shit. Like this 10 year old, first of all, handling this so well, talking about how her classmates and teachers are dying and or dead and saying, it's okay. I know how to handle this. My dad taught me when I was a little girl. Like first, it just brings so many thoughts to my mind on the fact that we have to teach our kids and young people this and the fact that it does happen. And it's just, obviously I feel personally affected by guns and shootings in this arena. Um, there was a school shooting in my hometown. Um, could have very easily been the school where my niece went and it's just it's just awful obviously i was involved in a, um, a mass shooting at the route 91 concert in vegas and i was also mugged so guns do affect me and um 
you know, I'm kind of an empath. So I can like immediately, like, I just feel that pain so closely and so hard that it, it really does affect me. So not only that, but um, Takeoff, the rapper from the group Migos, was killed here in Houston at a um, like pool and bowling place. And it's just obviously hit super close to home. It's so senseless and terrible. The gun violence. I, I, I don't have any words and I don't, you know, this could have been planned or unprovoked or provoked or whatever it is. And it's just like every time you you hear more of this news, it just happens closer and closer together and closer to you. And it's just awful. And how do we fix it? How do we fix it, guys? Like, I just don't know. And I know normal people die of gun inflicted violence all the time. And I'm I'm sure I'm missing the news on that. I'm just specifically talking about, you know, Takeoff obviously was a well-known rapper. I listened to the Migos. So it's just hard. Was I hysterically crying today about gun violence and how can I, one person, fix this problem? Yes, I was. I truly must be starting my period. Um, but also because it's just extremely heartbreaking. So tell your family you love them. Don't instigate fights. Watch your back. Don't have road rage. I mean, you could be doing everything by the book and being such a good human and you could just truly be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, I could have been at that bowling alley. So many people were out. My loved ones could have been at that bowling alley as well. So it's not just about him as a public profile, you know, getting killed. It's also about the two other people that were shot I haven't even heard how they're doing, but like they were just there at the wrong place, wrong time, probably. Okay, closing out that dumpster fire of news. Sorry, guys, but truly that those are things to whine about, don't you think? Moving on to Love is Blind. Don't worry, I'm not going to be giving any spoilers. But have you guys watched this show? I'm on I'm on the newest season. So this is season three. And I think they're in Texas. And the reason why I think this is because I actually was emailed. Somebody emailed me the casting link and I did apply. So at this point, I've applied for Love is Blind and The Bachelorette and I haven't made it to either and I'm still single. So the next reality TV show hit me up. I'm here, still single, ready to mingle, willing to be filmed, cry all the time. I'm like the perfect reality bitch. It's not even on cue. It's just natural I have a sob story you know don't have parents was a virgin until I was 19 um have a podcast you know it could work I think it'll sell anyway do, do you guys think that I mean obviously there are a few couples that are still together from love is blind which I think is cool but do you think that the actual idea of the show works so if you haven't seen the show there's I don't know let's say 15 women, 15 men, and they're all dating each other through a wall. So you never see the person that you're talking to. You don't see their race. You don't know their height. You don't know what their face looks like. You don't know what their body stature looks like. So it's really just getting to know people on a deep emotional level. And that's why they say love is blind. But then, so when someone proposes to you and you decide to be together, you exit the room and then you, you, find out who you're talking to. And it's like, what the fuck? 
what if you fell in love emotionally with somebody, but when you see them physically, it's just actually impossible to picture the rest of your life with this person. I just believe that there has to be some sort of physical connection. Maybe you lucked out. Maybe the guy or the girl that was on the other side was hot as shit. But even if they're hot as shit, are they your type? Do you know what I mean? And like, I understand it's basically like we shouldn't be so reliant on physical looks to find connections. I do get the idea and I love the idea. I'm just struggling to understand if it is like really going to work long term for these people. So if you're watching the show, you know, then after they great, they come out of the room and then they go, you know, live in like a secluded area for a while. And then I think they go get an apartment or something. But it's like these people are having a really hard time connecting the emotional connection that they had between the wall with the physical person that they're seeing. And I can understand that because you've relied for a week or two weeks on purely just somebody's voice. And and then, of course, you're also not dealing with any like actual life issues. You're just talking about, oh, what kind of things do you like, your family, this, that. Like, Then you go into real life and people are finding out that like, oh, I thought you were sarcastic and funny, but but actually you're passive aggressive. And we actually are finding out that we don't like each other at all. So I just don't know. I mean, it's fucking phenomenal television. Highly recommend. Then we got some cheaters. Uh, in all the seasons, there's been people who have been um, like kind of sneakily asking questions to get to the bottom of what they're asking. Like if somebody wants to know that someone's in shape, you know, they'll be like, oh, so like, do, do you work out? Oh, okay. Like how much do you, how much do you lift? How often do you work out? Oh my God. I remember last season one time a guy said something about like, do you like to go to music festivals? And she's like, oh yeah, I love to go to mu- music festivals. And he's like, well, are you light enough that I could hold you on my shoulders during the concert? And you could tell that he was trying to see what her weight was, see what her body type was. How disgusting is that? Like, if you're going to be there for the experiment, be there for the experiment. Don't be a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. And then, oh my God, on this one, there's a guy who like proposed to somebody and then she said no. And then he's out being interviewed by the producers and he doesn't realize that he's rolling and he starts putting water drops in his eyes to make it look like he was crying. Fucking dicks. I do think also, like on the positive, it would give more people the chance to overcome these physical qualities that they are so invested in at me, talking about myself here. Like imagine me on the other side of that wall. I would have no idea if somebody was five, seven, six foot, six, five. I mean, sometimes you can kind of tell in their voice. Like, I think I'd have an idea if he was a shorty McShorterson or if he was a tall daddy. Um, But I wouldn't know for sure. And it's like, that would be a stickler for me. I would come out and it's like, I'm coming out for the proposal to meet you for the first time in three to four inch heels and you're 5'8". I would probably pass out. I'd just be like, cut, change my mind, not in love with you. I don't even know you. This man's attacking me. What's going on? If you're looking for a a terrible TV show to watch, highly recommend that one. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about all the toys and all the lube that you may need. (laughs) This should be review for y'all, but if you don't know, now you know, yo. Okay, go to adamandeve.com, write me out, and fill up your shopping cart with whatever you want, and enter code ADULTISH at checkout. You're going to get 50% off of 
almost any one item, 10 free gifts, including something for him and for her, six movies and free shipping, which is the kicker for me. Not going to lie, Adam and Eve always has great promotions, but not all have the free shipping. And aren't we all just trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents? I've personally used this deal and I got to say 10 out of 10 recommend. So go to adamandeve.com and use code adultish, A-D-U-L-T-I-S-H to get yourself this spanking deal. See what I did there? (laughs) Thank me later, whiners. With all that said, remember I was on a dating app hiatus for a while? Well, I did join the one Raya, but there's not been much movement there. But I've been off the apps for two months, sober. Not me binging Love Island five episodes in and then re-downloading Hinge. Your girl just wants to be loved. I want to find love. So got to open up the doors so love can find me. You know what I mean? Got to open it up, welcoming it, manifesting it, jazz hands. So I think I'm going to be a little bit more strategic about my dating app journey this time around. I'm not going to like go on there and, you know, people match you or like you. Like if I'm talking to a few people at one time, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to talk to those people that one time before I continue to like accept or like any other humans, which I just didn't even think that that like would have been a possibility. That way I don't get overwhelmed, annoyed, overstimulated by too many conversations going on. And then me thinking like, oh my God, I'm so busy. I can't respond, blah, blah, blah. And then not giving people the full attention. Also, I just because I had deleted my entire profile. So it's like I'm starting fresh to death, no previous matches. I had to enter all new information, all new photos, all new, um, you know, uh, physical qualities and things that I'm attracted to. So we're starting over. I'm excited. Stay tuned. I'm sure there's going to be some fucking drama. Oh, my God. The first person I matched with. (laughs) The first person I matched with. I'm absolutely dead over this. I've been cackling about it all day. We matched and he says to me, how do you feel about an AA man? AA in caps. And me, I mean, tell me you've been through trauma without telling me you've been through trauma. Tell me you have addicts in your life without telling me. I assumed that meant Alcoholics Anonymous. (laughs) I thought he was asking How do you feel about dating someone who is a sober person? And thankfully, I clarified it with him. But that is not what he meant, which I'm confused about. I've never heard, I've never had someone refer to themselves as being a black man, as AA man, African-American. Sure, I get it. But um, first of all, we matched. So obviously, I'm interested in you. Um, I see you. I see that you're black. We matched. Great. But so I responded and I said, does AA mean Alcoholics Anonymous? And he started crying, laughing, sending emojis and was like, oh, my God, no, I needed that. I meant African-American man. Awkward. So anyway, my answer to him was, I don't think I'm interested in someone from Alcoholics Anonymous. But yes, I'm certainly interested in an African-American man. So proceed. How awkward. It's like, was that, that was that my fault? Was that like a blonde moment or was that like a him issue? I don't know if we're going to be a match after all, but we'll see. Going to give him a chance. But yeah, your girl needs to be taken out on a date. I'm ready. I'm interested. I'm available. I have a good feeling about it. And of course, I'll keep you all abreast of the situations. 
Okay, let's move on to the wine of the week. This was sent in by a winer, and they said when you save your appetite for something and it doesn't hit. And I related to that. It's like when you're so excited to go to dinner, like someone has hyped up the dinner or like it's trending, it's a new trendy restaurant and the food just comes out and it sucks and you saved your appetite and you ate it and it was just like either meh or terrible. It's like now you're not really hungry anymore. Now you're not in the mood to continue on with your journey. I get it. That's like when somebody hypes up a TV show or a movie so much. Oh my gosh, it's supposed to be the best movie of the year. Or this is the best drama TV show ever. Like, you need to watch it. And it's like, one, either they're talking the whole time and it's very annoying. Or two, it's like just a fine quality movie or TV. And it's like, now you you hyped it up too much. Now I'm just like, it wasn't as good as you were making it out to be. And now I don't like it at all. So you got to be careful with hyping things up too much. Food, TV, movies, restaurants. Don't be that guy. Winers, thank you so much. Muchas gracias for tuning in to another episode of Adultish Wines. Um, if you want me to read your wines or feature them on my Instagram, slide into my DMs at Adultish Wines, A-D-U-L-T-I-S-H-W-H-I-N-E-S, or info at Adultish Wines is my email, or my personal Instagram, page underscore Crutcher, C-R-U-T-C-H-E-R. I'll let you girl. Uh, Love you so much. I'll see you next week. Bye.